So we got 15 seconds, so I'm gonna hit the go live. So well, your thing's behind. Mine already says 9:15. Oh, uh, my computer. All right, I'll hit go live now. Ready? Yep. Hold on. Be ready in a second. Go live. Hold on. Go. Hello, everybody. This is episode 38 of All About the Birds. Johnny Oleka with Phil Stifel and Jeff Warner. And the Eagles made some cuts today, so we're going to go over about uh, the 12 cuts well, that they did make. It completely, it completely botched the yeah. idea of your 53-man roster prediction. The, uh, the NFL 53-man rosters uh, don't have to be uh, finalized until this coming Saturday at 4 o'clock, but the Philadelphia Eagles decided to get ahead of things and made a bunch of moves today, releasing a bunch of players. You know, it, it makes your your roster. You you were you were starting off pretty pretty good. You know, you had uh, Manessa Bailey, and you're like, oh, one for one, and then all of a sudden, everything else came, and then it started. Hey, I, I didn't do I didn't do too bad. I was say what Johnny's talking about. I did a recent uh, Eagle Jeff Eagles 53 man roster prediction yesterday for uh, AATBirds.com. So you want to go check it out to see my picks. The Eagles start to make 14 right. more picks left, so you can see so how I quick, did so far. Before we get into the roster cuts and everything, we want to welcome everybody live yeah. watching on Facebook. We're on. We're live streaming on the Fox or the All About the Birds Facebook page, the Foxes Pizza Facebook page, the Last Out Media Facebook page, the Athletes Hub page, and if everybody, we're we're up to a bunch of viewers already. If you all just don't mind clicking share right now, spread the word. Big things coming with All About the Birds. So we appreciate anybody and everybody that's tuning in live on social media. John Crichton, owner of Last Out Media, is checking in right now. We appreciate any and all of the support. So. You know, we appreciate it. So now now you guys can dive into that 53-man roster and the cuts that have been made so far. <laughs> who, was your, who was your most surprising? For me. Well, I'll say, let's go down the list real quick, real quick, just in case anyone missed it uh, earlier today. So uh, the e couple of the Eagles moves that they did, uh, uh, understandably, they placed tackle Andre Diller on the injury reserve list. Which is, it's with that is they cannot, they cannot activate bring him, him back. now. Since they did it before the final cuts, he is now done for the year. Yes. You, no more Andre Dillard, which we kind of thought with, with the biceps injury. And then they released the following 12 players today. They released defensive back Graylin Arnold, uh, wide receiver Masaya Bailey, uh, wide receiver Deontay Burnett, uh, wide receiver Travis uh, Felgum, guard Julian Good-Jones, wide receiver Marcus Green, Running back Elijah Holyfield, which some people thought might have a chance to make the roster. Uh, center Luke uh, Jariga. Running back Adrian Killens, which is my big surprise of this cut so far. Uh, defensive back Elijah Riley. Tight end Tyron Swoops. And running back Michael Warren. A lot, so, of, e a lot of easy names for you to say. That's I'll say, one. yeah, I'll say, thankfully they didn't have any hard names for me to pronounce. I, as people know, I butcher names. So a, cu a couple in there. But I'll say, to answer your question, I'll say, who was my big surprise? And. I would say I know. I would say he was on the outside looking in, and we are. Uh, he has a tremendous talent and a lot of speed. But like I said when I was reading that list, Adrian Killens is definitely my surprise of that list, uh, due to the fact that I would say he was getting a lot of time uh, in practice uh, as a wide as a wide receiver as well as running back. They had him on the first team kick return and special team. So typically, if you're in first team anything, your chances of making the roster are pretty good typically. So the fact that they decided to move on from him and also Elijah Holyfield, we obviously yeah. most of us thought that they were going to keep probably four uh, four running backs, so the fact that they're only going with three, they must have the utmost confidence in Corey Clement or, and Boston Scott if something happens to Miles Sanders to pick up the workload. Or is it them you know, thinking about looking at the who else is cut or a free agent out there? But I know if, if Killens clears waivers, even if Holyfield clears waivers, I can see both of them ending back up on the practice squad, which is 16, it's a 16-man practice squad. Well, so so, so the, the thing is, and before the show, when we when you were getting set up, Johnny, Jeff and I were talking, and I said that, the I mean, final cuts, we still have time till the final cut down that roster was necessary. Yeah. And the Eagles snuck these cuts in now because they're really hoping some of these guys like Killens, like Warren, Jariga, who I thought would make the team – potentially as a backup center and everything. Um, they're trying to sneak these guys through because, you know, other teams haven't made their final decisions. So, so they, they don't want to have to, you know, pick these guys up just yet. So 
they're really hoping these guys slide through waivers really quickly. They're playing that system because other teams yeah. are still thinking they about are. what they're going to do. I, I don't think I saw any other team in the NFL today make as many cuts as the Eagles did. Not as many. There was, I think, a couple releases here and there. But yeah. I'll say an, another name I'll say, which is surprising, which has been a fan favorite because he's had a tremendous uh, training camp, is wide uh, receiver Dante Burnett. Yeah. I'll say to some writers and some of the beat reporters, what I've been reading, they I'll say he probably arguably had the second or third best camp as a wide receiver. But like me and Phil were talking about prior to uh, prior to the show, is that Howie Roseman? He's not the type of guy to give up on his uh, draft picks. Uh, they're not the type of team that goes with always the best player in training camp or the guy that's been performing the best. They want to go with the guys that they with the value that they have these guys in. So the fact that they drafted uh, Quez Watkins and John Hightower, which after this move today look like they're probably gonna be making uh, the 53 man roster. Plus they both have tremendous talent. There's no there's there's a reason why they were rated higher coming into the draft uh, or they got drafted where they were but the 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 I would say Burnett, I would say that that's the reason why I think they made the move as early as they did, like Phil said. They want to sneak him on that practice squad as quickly as possible because with Killens too. They are trying to get Killens. I mean it's it's gonna be weird because I know it's a bigger practice squad. Sixteen players. Sixteen players right now. And you can have six veterans with yeah. as and many you can have six yeah. veterans. Yeah, but you're see a lot of skilled players on the practice squad this year. Well that and also so they're try to squeeze as many wide receivers and running backs as they can on there. I'll say and I, and the reason why I think they made the move as the quickly as they did is because they did get news on Jalen Rager today that they're well reports are saying that he's probably going to miss maybe one week so with that yeah. short term IR that they have this year because of COVID uh, if you put him on that short term IR they have to miss at least three games so if, if Rager probably missed more they probably would have kept Burnett on the roster but also yeah. that new 55 man game day roster is they can stash through those players for game day so I would say they, I would say you might still see Burnett here and there if, if he's able to squeak through way and go on the practice squad. So, uh, Johnny, yeah. I don't know what you have. Uh, any uh, surprises or well, for, anything? For me, and he's for, for Kill- Killens was surprising for me, but I'll go a little bit different. I'll go with... with well, you've, been, you've been on Killens all offseason. You yeah. love yeah. Killens. And one guy that surprised me was Graylin Arnold. Um, you know, with Will Parks being hurt, I could definitely see them putting, you know, Will Parks on that IR, missing, you know, three games. Yeah. But, you know, Graylin Ar- Arnold, they've... You know, they rant and raved on, about him. You know, they, they like him. I know they probably want to try and stash him in the practice squad, like you guys were saying. But, you know, who's going to be the for safety now? Is it going to be, you know, Rudy Ford? Is it going to be uh, Marcus Epps? I think it's going to be so, Epps. So that, that, that's what kind of surprised me. The other uh, thing is, don't forget about the practice squad. Now you can call up yeah. two guys from the practice squad per game day yep. and, yeah. and adjust but, your rosters with that. I think it's two times throughout the season. Until they have to go on waivers. And not have to put them yeah. through waivers again when you drop them back down to the practice squad. Yeah, and and I know you mentioned something. Um, so the, the Cowboys released HaHa Clinton Dix, and I know you mentioned about, oh, should Eagles go after another uh, Dallas DB? That's And that's absolutely absolutely not. He, yeah. he can't even beat yeah. D- Darian Thompson from the Cowboys. So... I was, I said, that's I that's another aspect of them doing these cuts early yeah. is that they are able to actually watch the waiver wire and have less decisions to make at that moment. Obviously, Hawk Clinton Dix, when he came out in the draft years ago, I was that was I think he was picked by the Packers what like one or two picks right after the Eagles. Yeah, and he, uh, he was twenty. You know, I, I I was hoping the Eagles took him, and he had he had a nice little run there, but. He, he, he's older now. He's past his time. If the Cowboys don't want him and they have injuries on that team, I mean, I don't want him, you know, after I'm not naming his name. I refuse to say his name because uh, he pissed me off so much last year. OS, um, is that the initials? Say his name. Don't say his name. I won't take another Cowboys cast off this year. <laughs> Will not do it. Well, no, that I'll say he really doesn't fit what we do with our defense. I would say no. Jim, I would say Jim Schwartz is what he wants from his safeties. He likes that hybrid safety, a guy that can move around, play the box, Play, be a coverage corner or a coverage safety as well. Uh, so, haha, I'll say, like you say, he's past his prime. He doesn't have that quickness or the awareness that he once had. So, uh, yeah, qu- quick pass. So, uh, Johnny, yeah. I would say, I don't know if you want to dive into The Eagles are at, currently at 67 players right now. Uh, they still have to make uh, thir- uh, 14 cuts by Saturday by so, 4 p.m. So, I don't know who maybe your last in, last five, last five in, last so, five out. So, what I did was, yeah. you know, 
Surprising, I did players who could stay, and then I have you know players that I think that could be cut and or traded. So there's two different things that they could do. Some of the players that I have that would be kind of surprising are players that could be cut, but also could be dealt for a late round pick or a player for player type of thing. Because the Eagles do like to do that. They like to watch the waiver wire even after the final cuts. It doesn't mean the roster is finalized. They've done it. They've done it before with uh, players like Camus Grugier Hill, where they go on the waiver wire and they pick somebody up. So three players that I have that could stay: Joe Osman. Just because of you know the train, you know last year he had a great training camp and uh, he got hurt unfortunately, and this year he's doing the same thing. He's just a high motor. Um, the other guy is Casey Tuhill, the seventh round pick. He's also been so playing. Hold on. I'm really sorry, well. I missed. I was taking a note there. You, you're saying they're these are the people that are making the team. Yeah, these are guys that I think. You know, I, I just have three guys, um, and then uh, three guys that I don't think is gonna make. That I don't think are gonna make the team, um, which a couple could be surprising names, but. Joe Osman, I think I think he fits the defense. He fits what Schwartz wants to do. He gives you that edge rusher, and Casey Tuhill, You know he's still young, uh, seventh round pick, but he's been very surprising. I know he's been you know beating. He's having a good camp. Yeah, he's having a great camp. So, yeah. Um, and then the last one, of course, is my guy Craig James. I've seen other 53-man rosters that have him. He's great on special teams. That's the one one thing that he does exceptionally, exceptionally well. He's a great special teams player, and that's something that um, the Eagles really, really covet. And he can step in if he really needs to, and he can kind of play the corner and kind of safety, kind of do a couple things, but his main thing is uh, special teams. And um, yeah. Now, that's going to go with, with my next, what, what I'm going to talk about next. So it'll make a little bit, little bit of sense f- for you. I'm always taking a note, just so you know. I'm always <laughs> taking notes. I got my book right here. Notes written down all the time. What up, P? But, uh, said, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in. But um, players I have not making it, Jannard Avery, which I could possibly see them putting him on IR for three weeks. I know he's had the hypertension. He's wasted um, talent. But, I would say but, they wasted a fourth-round pick by trade. Wasted a pick. Yeah, but basically him and kind of Sharif Miller are kind of like the same thing. I kind of have both of them. I had both. My yeah. thing, I had both them missing it. I'll yeah. say the fact that Jannard Avery, he's been hurt throughout training camp. He, he he hasn't shown the coaches anything. And then Sharif Miller, a guy who they even dress in his rookie season and is still not getting on the field, it's not typically a good sign, especially when you have like and, Casey Tuhill and uh, Osman and Sweat that are uh, being very productive throughout training camp as backup rotational defensive but, ends. But the other thing is, you know, what you said they value the – you know, they gave up a fourth-round pick for Avery. They value because they drafted Sharif Mill in the fourth round. But at some point, you have to kind of go over what other players are showing you. You can't just always go on what, what, where they've been drafted. Because unfortunately, you, you know, with injury, with you know, production, not not seeing the field, if you're unavailable, it's really not going to do much for the coaching staff, especially in a year like this when you, you know, with the in, with injuries that are happening, um, unfortunately, you need players who are on the field, and then. The other last two guys are both corners, which I could see possibly trades. I think maybe just one of them will stay and the other one will be gone, but I have both of them, is Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas. And Those guys have no trade values. I'll say they've been trying to move right, Sidney Jones and Rasul. That. I, think, I said uh, cut Sidney or Jones trade. Has okay. I said cut some or trade. trade value. What's Sidney that? Jones and uh, some of these other younger guys on the team, and I, I read this on, uh, I think it was Adam Kaplan or – one of the other major beat reporters for the Eagles and all commented about Joe Douglas and his association with the Eagles and now with the Jets. And, you know, he knows these young guys. He was part of the team when they were drafted. And a guy like Sidney Jones, they might have an offensive tackle or a lineman, somebody that, you know, we could do a trade for trade with. I don't think Sidney Jones gets cut. I think Sidney Jones gets traded. If before anything. Start. Yeah. yeah. I say if, 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 if anything. They are not going to give up on him. They I, are not. I know. And honestly, I would say I, I hope Craig James makes it. And it's, again, it's always a numbers game. But but if he doesn't make it, I think he goes on the practice squad. Yeah, he'll, they he'll, value he'll, him. He'll be the practice squad definitely. So I, don't, I don't think the team's got to pick him up. Team will see his special teams value and have a, like a like a lower team that doesn't have high expectations, and they'll take a chance on him. Yeah. He's still pretty young. Yeah. And he does have that special teams pedigree, but the Eagles have too many holes. 
And you can only put 16. I mean, we mentioned all these guys that they're going to cut yeah. and put on the practice squad. You can only put so many. You can only put 16 guys. Yeah. I know it's an well, expanded practice squad. They're going to they're gonna have they're going to have 17 because the Matt Leo, this guy who's overseas, he played at Iowa State. He's basically just an exempted player. He's not exemplus, so, so I say he's a he's a little bit different. Only players. Be put 16 more players on that practice squad, but. And, I'm, I'm sorry. I love Craig James. He was such a great guest early in this show's Yeah, history. which is why I'm pulling for him. But I don't. I just. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't see him pull, I don't see him doing I just, it. I, he's the odd man out in that defensive back room. Yeah. Uh, even even with uh, Parks being hurt. Yeah. He's the odd man out. Yeah. I mean, if it comes down to Craig James. And Sidney Jones. They're kicking Sidney. Oh, well, they're going to get rid of Craig James and, easily. And, he, and even Russell Douglas. I would say I know he's been struggling in camp, but the fact that they have him and Sidney Jones as your second team uh, outside corners, and also Douglas, he's still, uh, he even though he's been struggling, he's still a guy that brings versatility. We keep on bringing, he, he fits the safety mold. If for some reason they need that uh, third or fourth safety, someone gets hurt. And he's also a guy with his size and build. He plays the outside well, which the Eagles do not have a lot of guys on this roster to play the outside if one if if Vontae Maddox who's currently injured at the moment or Darius Slay get hurt. Uh I'll say I'll say they have Nicole uh, Romy Coleman, they have uh, Le, uh LeBlanc. Those are all nickel cornerbacks. They're they're not guys that we trust playing the outside. So your wife's trying so to make, Jeff, uh, Jeff your wife's checking in with an actual question, not just you know, comment on how good you look on Facebook Live. She wants to know not which were you're surprised with but most disappointed in cut wise. Burnett. Burnett's my big disappointment that I would say I surprise everything. It's Burnett. Yeah, I, I wanted him to make that roster. I'll say yeah. just from I've been reading on the camp, the fact that almost every single day you heard something about a play that he made and his hands and his versatility and be able to, and his speed. I'll say he was a guy that I would say I felt had a strong chance of making the roster, especially the amount of injuries they have at the wide receiver position. Uh, and, and I'll say some people felt that they might might have kept uh, seven uh, wide receivers uh, on game day or uh, on the 53-man roster, but I'll say their history, they, they, it'll be surprising if they keep six. Remember last year, they only kept five wide receivers and two tight ends. Uh, so, And I think three, only three – did they keep four running backs or was it three running backs last year? Even so, they – They were receiving with four, but even, they, they, they bounced back and forth with the three and the yeah, four. Even so, I'll say they're, for a position that they – uh, is a huge question mark. I would say they don't keep a lot of depth at that position typically. They, their main depth is usually offensive and defensive line. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do come uh, the 53-man roster, especially with the amount of versatility that a lot, of these, a lot of these guys have that they try to finagle and figure out ways to keep players. And it's also going to depend on who they're afraid of losing. Like we keep on saying, the, 50, uh, the, the practice squad, if there's a guy that they feel is going to pass through waivers and is not, they might keep them and then put the guy in the practice squad so it, it's, it's gonna be interesting who the eagles what the eagles brass uh feels is their best uh the best option to bring in as uh cut day uh, moves on for saturday johnny i know you're gonna say your disappointment is in killings right yeah i'm gonna say killings you know i, I with the way they talked about you've been hyping him up so i'm sure if you say killings i'm sure you can guess who i'm gonna be disappointed in not surprised disappointed in mike warren of course i love the truck i thought we needed that short yardage guy yeah, but, you know, it's just I, – I, the way they talked Killens up, and to, for me, I thought, you know, using that receiver, kick returner, punt returner, what, what they were using him for, I thought there was, there was a role for him as a fourth back, as, you know, with uh, Rager getting hurt, something that they could do. Um, that's just what I thought, but. All right, so we got Paul Crumbling. Welcome. Thanks for checking in. He wants to know why did they cut Hollyfield, Killens, and Warren – and uh, talks about only running with three running backs. Is that a smart move? Honestly, I mean, I can't I, imagine a time, the last time a team only started with three running backs. I, for, for me, I think four running backs would have been smart because Clement gives you that special teams value, but you to only run with three backs, and I know Sanders has been questionable, lower body injury, everything. Um, I just think... I think they. I thought they were going to keep at least one. If it wasn't Killens, I thought it was going to be Holyfield. Yeah, Holy because Holyfield was getting a lot of reps again yeah. with the first and second team. They were giving him a lot of looks. So I really felt Holyfield or Killens probably would have made the roster. Unfortunately, your boy Warren was going to be the odd man out regardless. But I'll say, 
I don't know why they cut three. They must have the utmost, like I said, they must have the utmost confidence with Boston Scott and Corey Clement. Uh, Corey Clement, apparently, uh, he's looking good in camp. He's looking fully recovered. He doesn't look like that injury-plagued running back, but who knows? One hit in uh, in a live game action, and he and he, he might go down. I'll say, then you're, then you're a little thin at running back, so hopefully they're able to bring one of these guys on the practice squad, bra practice squad and bring them up to the 53-man roster if need be. I know they want to try and keep both of them. Yeah. Two, well, two of them, uh, Holyfield and Kill. But Killens, I'll say he, I'll say, granted, I was, I don't know how he would do in live game action, but he was getting a lot of reps as a kick returner. So I'll say with his speed, he, when it, especially in games where field position especially matters most, he could be that guy to take it out of the, uh, take it out of the end zone and take it past the 25, 30 yard line uh, to give your offense a good field position. So the fact that they didn't even value him in that aspect and they were giving him all the looks at in the wide receiving drills and running back, they, I kind of felt that the Eagles brass. Saw the versatility in Killens, and but, but once again, it, it's a numbers game. It all depends it, the value that the positions they value in, and the Eagles typically value defensive line and pass rush and offensive line. So, and especially the issues with the Eagles' offensive line right now, which Tommy, it, it, it's in shambles. So Tommy likes Killens. Maybe uh, the Giants will go get go after him. I'll and say yeah, one of our writers. Uh, Tom, Tom, it's Tom a Giants fan. Yeah, he's a Giants fan. That's why he we writes for the NFL. We all want you watch it anyway. Hey, he's one of our <laughs> local AAT bird writers. So I was saying he he's fired already. <laughs> but stop but hating. The, the one thing I wanted to bring up to you guys, I looked at like possible cap casualties. And at the receiver position, I'm gonna throw a couple names out, and you tell me if something is it if it's a player you would like to see them go after. Wide receiver, or running back. Wide receiver. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna go running back. I'll go receiver. Okay. So, I just thought because we were talking running back, you were maybe thinking they were gonna pick up someone. Yeah, that was, was a re really, really solid transition there. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> well, well, the uh, the receiver position, John Ross from Cincinnati, just because they have a, a boatload of receivers, speed guy, kind of fits that Marquise Goodwin type. Um, Deshaun Hamilton. Kind of the odd man out in, in Denver. Former Penn Stater, baby. Former Penn Stater with, with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler. You know, he's kind of almost on the outside looking in. Uh, and then Mohamed Sanu was already cut by the um, the Patriots. And then another person that I, I thought about, but I think it's more of a trade option. I'm not sure if he's going to have as much value, but I feel like that they would keep him unless they could trade him would be Curtis Samuel from the Panthers. He better not get cut or traded. I drafted him on my yeah, fantasy leagues. He might get traded, but he's not getting cut. But the I know a lot of people don't get, go over getting the Sanu name today. I don't want Sanu. Because he's kind of the biggest too... name out there. But I... When the Patriots cut you, I I don't want to go in and, you know, take and, it. And he's completely Especially dropped. At this point, the Patriots have nobody really. I mean, they have, they have Cam, and we could talk about Cam later on in the show. You know, I, I, I love that. I, I love him there. But Sanu getting cut with the weakness they have at wide receiver, I, I get scared away. The names you named, I don't know why, and I don't remember why, but I remember John Ross crushing it once or twice last year in fantasy. And that's all I know. He's had I remember a couple at games. some point picking him in a daily a fantasy league and him crushing it. Well, I so say you have to remember, he didn't have a quarterback to throw. He had Mr. Andy exactly. Dalton, so... But uh, I'll say, yeah, none of those names really intrigue me. I feel that just from what Howie's been talking about all offseason, uh, that they want to get younger, they want to get quicker. Granted, a lot of those guys can bring a lot of speed, but I say I feel they want to try to develop these young guys. They want to see what Rager can do. They want to see what Watkins and Hightower can do. Uh, and for them to bring a veteran wide receiver in right now, uh, it, yeah. what, less than uh, about 10 days before the start of the season, I just don't see them doing any type of move unless there's a major injury to one of their – uh, top guys on that on that depth chart I, before they bring in a veteran. They're, they're, I have focus, a, they're focusing on that waiver wire for te, for offensive tackles yes. or guards. For I have maybe a, guy. a running back, a defensive end, a cornerback. They're not worried about the wide receiver position right now, and that I, backfired last year. But at this moment with yeah. their holes, that's where they're looking. I have a guy that I would absolutely love for them to pick up if he's cut. And now it would. Josh Rosen? No, no, please. Well, quarterback factory, so well, you know you can. Well, your one boy that we talked about in the last episode, Riley Reef, he's not going to be going anywhere nope. as he restructured, he restructured his, contract his contract with Minnesota. So he is no longer an option for the Philadelphia Eagles at left tackle. So, you know, what I would say is if Gabe Jackson from the Raiders, offensive guard, would get cut, I would – now, this would also mean you may have to pay Peters to move over to left tackle, but I would place – Gabe Jackson at guard and put Peters at tackle. I do not want to see Matt Pryor at left tackle. That would 
that's almost as bad as seeing Winston Justice there. Well, how do you know? I'll say until, until he's out there, I'll say, and, and like we had Jeremy Bridges and also uh, Trey Thomas, we continue to talk about with his uh, trench talk. I'll say he both of them talk a little bit highly of uh, Matt Pryor, and he really hasn't been given the chance. So and, until he's thrown to game action week one against Chase Young and Ryan Kerrigan, and if he shows like a... Uh, but do you want that? You want, do you well, want I'd Matt Pryor I'd rather, out there with, with I'd, Kerrigan? I'd rather, have, I'd rather have them against an uh, inferior opponent like the Washington football team uh, against them. Week not the defensive line. The defensive line is an inferior. Well, well not, really the, not, not the defensive line. I'm talking about the team as a whole. I'll say I feel if they get if he struggles a little bit, the rest of the offensive Paul agrees line. With me. Yeah, yeah. Prior left tackle's not a good idea. No. I, I think they end up well, with my game. way, way, way more likely than uh, Prior at uh, at left tackle. It's it, it's disappointing to say that well, it sucks. Um, unfortunately, yeah, right, it's gonna be. unfortunately, right now as training camp ended, oh, your no. starting offensive line is Matt Pryor at left tackle, Samalu at left guard, Kelsey at center, Peters at right guard, and Lane. Well, whenever he returns, which we'll get into after the break, once we take a quick break and a few moments, yeah, we, we'll we'll discuss. We're we gonna pay the bills here in a second. Yeah, I'll say we'll uh, we we'll discuss the Jason Peters saga a little bit more as uh, I have some audio from uh, Doug Peterson as he somewhat changed his tune. Uh, from last week uh, when he was asked about the Jason Peters uh, saga. So uh, this is All About the Birds here on uh, Facebook Live. Also, you can catch us on aatbirds.com and anchor.fm. Uh, uh, you catch uh, all our previous podcasts there. So we'll take a quick time out, discuss Jason Peters after the break, uh, as well as a bunch of other topics here on All About the Birds. back so gonna get into kind of like <laughs> throwing the fox's pizza in there okay okay i see you hey, phil you know what i'm here i gotta get paid for doing this i gotta throw a shout out <laughs> to my pizza shop right well, there. Go right ahead. hopefully there's a couple listeners or people viewing this uh viewing this program that live somewhat close by and check out fox's pizza alan kennett square so make sure or if you're ever in the area make sure to visit phil if you want to meet him in person and tell him how great our podcast is but uh the, uh, the other thing I want to uh, bring up is what J- what Doug Peterson said in the press conference regarding Jason Peters. Well, I'll say you want to play it real quick? I do have the yeah. audio of that. Yeah, play it and we'll, we'll talk play about it. it. Okay, hang on one sec. Uh, of course, and now it's going to be finicky. Man, you spent all that money for nothing? Right? Okay, for some reason, now it's not going to work. Oh, that's Have why. you ever thought? That's nope, wrong one. Just screwing everything up. Well, no, the, I saw the audio. I saw the one thing playing, so sorry about that. Okay, here we go. What the freak? Okay, three, two, one. There we go. Hey, Doug, there's a couple reports that Jason Peters wants a pay bump to slide from right guard to left tackle. Is that true? And if it gets to a point where you ask a player to change positions and they refuse, does that undermine your authority? Uh, well, first of all, I don't understand where, where some of these reports are coming from. Um, you know, Jason Peters, for us, has done an outstanding guard, right guard. You know, we, we have some options at left tackle uh, that, that we're, we're working through over there. And, and um, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't undermine anything. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, Jason has really embraced the, a new role for him. Uh, he's done it well. He's playing at a high level in, in, in what we've asked him to do there. And, and uh, he's comfortable. So um, it's hard, as you guys know, it's hard to disrupt too many, too many positions uh, with that offensive line. And, and um, we've got a few more days here before we, you know, we really get into regular season week to, to, to find out who that, uh, that left tackle will be. But got some options over there. To follow up real quickly, if you ask Jason to play left tackle, are you confident that he would do that? You know, to me, that would be a private conversation, one between me and Jason, and uh, I probably wouldn't reveal that uh, to you guys. Uh, Doug, you just said that he's he's hardly ever played left tackle. You say that's a reason why you don't move people uh, where they haven't been before, and you have a Hall of Fame left tackle that you're not moving the left tackle. What am I missing here? The fact that we're not moving him to left tackle? Um Nothing. You're not missing anything. The fact that he's come in here and he's done a great job for us at right guard. He's he's solidified that right guard. He's worked well with with Lane when Lane's been out there. Um, he's working great with Kelsey. Kelsey has a comfort level there with him. And and you know the thing is, if if we end up you know moving too many spots, it, especially this late this late into camp, it can it can disrupt some timing up front. Those guys need to be in sync. And and so for us, you know to 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 you know to go out and, and put our best five up there. 
uh, that's that's where we're that's the plan. That's where we're going. That's where we're headed, and we're going to get them all ready to play. Real quick, real quick, I'll say now. This is what Dougie Dougie before, P said before, last week. Before we do it, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Seth. You know, he put in a uh, talking bird. I just want to give him a shout out. Yeah, what's up, Seth? Thanks real real quick, I'll say this is what Dougie P said last week. Yeah, yes, uh, Andre Dillard uh, obviously you know suffered the injury last week in practice, and uh, definitely. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, he he had a tremendous offseason. He was having a really good camp for us, you know, coming in healthy, strong, and uh, it's 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 unfortunate. But uh, you know, he'll he'll get better. He'll he'll heal from this and and be ready to go. Um, and, and in regards to left tackle, you know, Jason Peters is obviously in the conversation. We. Jason Peters is in the conversation, and then three days later, and then he starts bashing uh, Jeff McLean's report that I would say Jason Peters asked for a pay raise, and all of a sudden, JP isn't in the talks for playing left tackle. I would say, how, I would say Doug Peterson is a horrible freaking liar. He, like our boy Peanut said, he should play freaking politics because that PR, the CIA for lying. That P, that PR department talked him up, and they knew he was gonna get uh, he was gonna get a bombarded with questions about why JP isn't moving the left tackle. And he played the freaking company, he gave the company line of, no. I was I was saying he, he's, he's fine where he's at, where a week no, ago, no, no, he was he supposed said to be specifically, he said I'll have to have a private conversation about that with him. That was not a like vote of confidence at all. Like that. that well, no, he, well, he, well, no, he, he, he said. We talked about it last week, yeah. me and you, Jeff. Johnny didn't say it, but me and you both said how selfish it is. And I got bash today on twitter calling people out for that people were saying they should just pay them pay them pay them no you do what's best for the team and peters like you said last week is 100 percent being selfish but the thing is that what made no sense was he doesn't want to you know mess with the continuity of the line he doesn't want to move pieces around but what are you doing you're oh. moving you're moving pieces around you're moving instead of matt Pryor at guard and peters at well, the tackle where where they played last year, yeah. you're swapping them around. That makes absolutely no sense. Well, just, and no, I was saying, no, and, and the comment that he said in that thing that uh, Peters is comfortable working with Lane and Lane's working with him. Lane Johnson hasn't practiced in three freaking weeks. I'll say, what what is it going to matter if you move Lane or uh, Jason Peters back to left tackle? His natural position that he's played for 16 seasons and has been an All Pro left tackle. It, I'll say, Doug Peterson. He, I'll say he would be horrible or he'll be easy to play poker against because he does not have a poker face uh, when it comes to uh, lying because uh, you you know there's an issue with Doug, uh, from Jason Peters' camp uh, that he yeah. for him moving from right guard to left tackle. The fact that they're not even looking at him to play left tackle and he's struggling in camp, all training camp, that he was struggling at right guard and they kept on taking him and out, him and out uh, for Matt Pryor. Uh, so. I, I, I got to call my boy Tony Cotillo out. You know, great dude, heat ratio, great podcast and all but dude that that you know you're on the team you signed the contract he did not have to sign the contract and he knew he knew the possibility that contract that there was a chance that dillard wasn't going to work out that my lot is a bust as we've all talked about he knew there was going to be a chance this has been a setup all along what is it i think it's kind of not only selfish and i don't care if he's a hall of famer it's a veteran it's a business now it's one thing if you hold out before the season starts if you kind of hold a team hostage one week before the season, after you've already signed the contract, if you've already reported to camp, I think it's kind of, I, I think it's a selfish move. And I, I, I think people are giving him too easy of a break because of his Hall of Fame credentials. I think the thing is, maybe it's he just wants to be guaranteed the $6 million. I know it's $3 million and then there's extra $3 million. It doesn't matter. He, uh, then he shouldn't have signed the contract. He agreed to that contract knowing what it was. And it doesn't matter that he was going to be a right but guard or not. Something, there was he something. He was, there was a good shot that he was going to have to slide over to left tackle as, for the betterment of the team. And to Tony's comment, to be a, he signed to be a right guard. He signed to be an offensive lineman. Yeah, they might have said he's I'm playing part, at right guard. He's a part of the Eagles. Yeah, the being the Eagles. I'll say, I'll say is Jalen Mills going to ask, we brought, I brought up last week, is Jalen Mills going to be a guy, if they had to move him back to corner from safety, is he going to be a guy that's going to demand a pay raise because he was uh, brought 
brought in here to play safety instead of corner? No. You go where your coaches tell you, and the fact that the Eagles, obviously the Eagles organization have done a lot for him, and like we brought before, they could have cut him after that Super Bowl run. He, they didn't win the Super Bowl with him on the field. They won that Super Bowl with Vitae at, at left tackle. So uh, I'll say, and everyone keeps on saying that Peters has all this leverage. He almost didn't play football this season if it wasn't for the Eagles. If Brandon Brooks doesn't get hurt, who knows if they bring Jason Peters back? Because I'll say they were confident in going in the season with Andre that. Dillard. I still That's a very think they good point. He wasn't coming back if, if Brandon Brooks doesn't get hurt. That That's 100%. If you sold cars, they wanted to sell trucks for the same What? That doesn't make any sense. I love you, Tony, but that, that's awful. I was like, you, you, no. I was like, you sell, you, when it comes to the car analogy, you sell whatever to get your commission. Johnny works yeah. in car sales. You're going to get the same commission regardless. No, that's a lie. Okay, whatever. Jeff doesn't no, know no. what he's talking about, like always. Eh, whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'll say, I, honestly, I kind of feel... That the Eagles, I'll say after week one or uh, whatever, they'll probably vent eventually get some type of deal done. But I'll say just because it's JP, like Tony said, he's, oh. a, he's he's a Hall of Fame he's a Hall of Fame tackle. Uh, but it, again, we, it all depends on what he wants. We don't know what Peters is actually That's looking for. True. We don't know. We've heard rumors, but we haven't heard from any. Actually, yeah. we haven't heard from any even of the big names. We haven't heard Kaplan or you know McManus, any of the big name reporters that are there every day saying what he really wants. We've heard rumors from people like us that aren't, that aren't in the know, no, except for the professional like Jeff. Well, <laughs> the other thing, what about, you know, to kind of go a little off topic, but Zach Ertz. I know there was reports today about Ertz and how they kind of broke off contract talks because they kind of lowballed him on what they kind of offered him in November. Well, the guaranteed money, too. The, guar yes. the guaranteed money was a lot less over, the I think, the four-year span that they were trying to lock him up for. So now, now his agent is the same agent as Austin Hooper that signed with the Browns. So I the thing is he has two more years left on his contract and I know well, it's, I think I think Phil talked about it on with someone. I think that's another argument you got you uh, had I'm on. I always get in arguments anymore. I'm so grumpy anymore. Ugh. But I'll, no, it's just like, I, the thing with with Ertz is yeah, he has two more years on his deal though. It's also it's also a different scenario. I'll say you're talking about a 30-year-old tight end compared to a 37-year-old safety who was on the free agent market to the middle of July. Like I said, he tackle. almost did, I'll say sorry, tackle. You, you, you think about Mills. Mills. Uh. I'll say to correct everything. I'll say just go with the flow. No one even notices. So, I'll say a, a guy that's on the, a, a guy that's on a free agent market to the middle of July almost didn't play football. No one wanted to pay him the money to play tackle this season what he was asking for. Apparently reportedly between 6 and 8 million to, uh, to go to a team. I think he just wanted to come back. I don't think he wanted to go to a new team, a new system because he wanted to and when the injury happened, he just knew the door opened up for him. So that I don't know, that's just I don't think he was going to go anywhere else. Well, I'll, think, I'll say reportedly he had an offer from the Browns. If you're going to go between the Browns and the Eagles, of course you're going to go with Philadelphia. Who the, who the hell wants to go to freaking Cleveland? Cleveland Rocks. Remember that song? With no, I don't know that song. The only thing relevant and decent from Cleveland is the movie Draft Day, uh, where somehow they get Vontae Mack and everyone else uh, under the sun in that movie, which is totally unrealistic when it comes to draft uh, draft day scenarios. You and your movie. You know, you do have some good movie references, but good Lord. Hey, don't hate Vontae Mack over everyone. Okay. Yeah. Who? Wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Who? Who? Rest in peace, Chadwick Bossman. That's who he played. He played that position. He played that character. I Honestly, I, I know it's an embarrassment to say it. I haven't seen the movie. What? I know. I can't say it's it. It's unrealistic, but a former Eagles GM is in the in the movie. I don't know if you, do you know who? Uh, no, is Joe Banner in it? Yes, it's, it is Joe Banner at the end. Do we, have, do we have a way to get Tony Cotillo in the show here? I don't even I'm know how to I'm, do it. I'm trying. I would say I'm trying to figure this out. Well, Tony, hopefully I, I next show. I'm gonna get... I'll, I'll send him an invite here. Hold I'll on a second. Yeah, He's Tony, come, come on. on come, come on the show this, with us. This is a live broadcast, people. I'm going to try to bring somebody into the show on the fly. I don't know if it'll work or not. He might not even be at the computer right now to even do it, so who knows? No, maybe he is because he's, he's fired up. He's fired up. He he is not a fan of this J Jason Peters conversation. Apparently not. I, I want to hear his take. I say I usually agree with Tony on most things. I would say like we had the conversation about uh, the biggest mistake in the Eagles organization, and we both agree that Jeremiah Trotter was one of the big ones. So I want to hear his take on this. 
Yeah, uh, let's see. So, so I, I, I sent him a link. So we'll see if he's on uh, through Facebook Messenger. We'll, we'll, we'll see. You know, I'll see if I get something pop up. He might not have the guts to come on and debate us, though, Jeff. He, he might be a little scared. I hope, he, I hope he uh, comes on. I'll say we're always good to uh, open the good conversation. I agree with him. You know, and he should, That's really... the thing. If you guys put a comment while we're live on Facebook, and we're going to be live every single Eagles game day as soon as the clock hits zero. And we're going to try to do down what we saw. And try to do a post or a pregame and halftime as well. I can send you a link and get you on the show. Yeah, I'm saying I am trying to work on trying to get uh, my wife and myself uh, with our software here, getting us a phone number so people can call in if they don't want to be physically live on the show as far as like their faces or anything, so or yeah, don't have a computer exactly. or whatever. So we're you still working that, on all you that. Send us a message. We're, we're we're trying to figure those details out. But I'll say real quick, we want to transition a little bit uh, until Tony comes on to talk about JP. Uh, coming on, he doesn't have the guts. Come on, Tony, get your butt on here. But. But uh, I'll say the uh, we all, we all love lists. I'll say the NFL top 100 list was a complete debacle when it came to the players voting. Uh, ESPN released their list uh, this past week, and there, there were a couple Eagles that made the uh, made the list. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to guess. You always want me to read it off, give get your reaction. I honestly did not see the list. So I saw only a little bit. I had someone mention it to me. Okay. At least, at least, at least G- or Carson Wentz made this list. Okay. So yeah, I'll go from uh, from high. Uh, Highest to lowest, uh, the lowest uh, lowest pl- uh, player that came at 71 uh, was Lane Johnson. Uh, 61 was Darius Slay. 49 was Fletcher Cox. Uh, 48 was Zach Ertz, and 39 was Carson Wentz. Hold and on, it, hold on, hold on, guys. Oh, is he getting on? Before we break that down there. There he, he is. Getting in the man cave. In the middle of a broadcast, you know, oh, jumping on. Guys are killing me, man. Big star, fantasy expert, host of Heat Ratio Sports. Yeah, just, just. You're really lubing them up. Good lord. (laughs) You guys are killing. First of all, let's talk about the reference I talked about. So let's think about this. So if you sign a contract to get 5% commission on cars, and all of a sudden the boss says, hey, you know what? You're going to go start selling trucks that are $30,000 more, but you're still going to get 5%. You're not going to ask for a bigger commission? Or vice versa, if you're getting 5% on the high number and they want you to give it a low number, come on, man, this guy's a veteran. He's a Hall of Famer. Of course, like Phil said, I get it. But you know what? Let's blame the agent, too, yes. for not putting in the contract. To or, say, okay, well, then if you are left tackle, or then we're going to pay you X amount of money. He needs to be – this is – I disagree with the statement about he's a football player on a football team. He's not. Jay Tilvermuto, the reason why the Phillies are going through this conversation with him, he wants to be playing like a player not and a first baseman as well as a catcher not just a catcher he's trying to set the market these players are setting the market jp doesn't does not do this he doesn't set the standard for all the left tackles that come after him you have to remember that i mean he he is me okay paul i I get it right i get it you know what i've heard this argument a thousand times so does that mean he just plays for free so who cares what he's made so he just plays for free doesn't you know, make any sense. You're, you're, you're not you're not being the team player. The team is in a tough spot right now, and you're being super selfish on the team by saying, yeah, I signed up to be a part of this team. There is a problem all of a sudden on the team, and I don't want to play unless you give me more. No, that, that, that's, that's like one of my pizza makers. You know, I, I got the pizza shop. I've got the shirt on right now. One of my guys calls out sick tomorrow on a Friday night in the middle of a dinner rush. Right. The other guy that's working in the kitchen says, well, it's going to be a little harder tonight. You better give me $2 more an hour tonight or I'm going to walk out. That's you know what, though, Phil? We're talking about one – wait a minute, though. We're talking about one night of work. We're not talking about a full – right? We're not talking about – so it, it, so so think about that statement, though. So if that pizza guy is you know knows the other guy's getting paid $2 more an hour and now it's going to be his main job, is he doing it for free? He's not going to ask for a raise? He's earned it. He's going to get a raise. Right. So but, JP has already earned it. He's but, already but, earned but it. Standing on the spot when it's necessary is getting, you know, it's it's just it's just not being part of the team. The team Wait, I I, I got to ask why Johnny's upside there. down here. Yeah. I'm just curious. He's killing me here. Is there yeah. a reason why he's upside down? Is this, I, is this a gimmick for the show? 
Oh, nobody's upside down on my screen. No, on my screen, I got Johnny's upside down Sorry, on mine. I, I don't know what's going on. Johnny didn't come prepared. Oh, here we go. He didn't come prepared and bring a charger for his. Ah, <laughs> oh, here we go. I wonder what the hell's going on here. Never prepared. Not we, 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 we do got Seth jumping in saying, uh, no, "Hey, listen, see, there, there are listen, there are some people on Jigsaw's side. I'm just, I, 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 I'm just saying, I just feel that we knew this was going to happen, and I think everybody forgets Jason Peters is probably the best trade we've made in Eagles." History, no doubt. All right, maybe Herschel Walker, like, like that's how far back it goes on. And he's been a steady. I don't want to hear about the penalties. I don't want to hear about how many gains he finishes. Right now, he is your best option. And and Phil, you made a great point. I was listening to you earlier say, and, and Jeff, both you guys are bringing it up. One week, Doug says. You know, we, we might need to work him over. Now, all of a sudden, he's excelling at right guard. I mean, obviously, he's he's playing the business right there because he knows Jay's going to want more money to play left tackle. And I, I'm sorry. I, I'll go on the side. I, I still I stand with JP, man. And, 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 I said, he, no, go ahead. It's simple as that. And I say, I understand it's a business. He's 37 years old. He's trying to get that one big payday or whatever money he wants to get. But like you but said. But it's not. But, Jeff, but it's I, not. Not to cut you off, it's not about getting the one big payday. He's already got the paydays. What it is is about being paid his value, being paid his worth. That's what this is. It's a business. The NFL is a business. Brian Dawkins, left, Brian Dawkins left the Eagles. Why? Because the he Eagles, left the, because the he got lowballed by Joe Banner, right? Yeah. Prior to the season and stuff like that, though, he didn't sign a contract with this team and then leave midseason because more was expected to him. Once you sign that but, contract, but Phil, you got to be there for the team. Phil, I brought it up before. The, a player that you can basically compare him to contract-wise, Andrew Whitworth, same age, 38 years old for the Rams. Yes. He's okay. making over $6 million for one year. Six, he's making $6 million this year. Jason Peters, same age, and he's a little bit better. Look. Yeah, I would say he, he was above average last year. He's not the all-pro left tackle that we've seen in the past. I would say his age uh, is really sh- – I would say his play is really showing his age out there. But I would say he's like, – but like like Tony said, he's still a better option over P- or over Pryor, over Maliata. He, he, I would say he, he's a better option out there. I agree with that. But like we brought up in this program before, if the Eagles decide to give in with Jason Peters, they set a bad precedent for the rest of the team that say, hey, if if my, the team wants to move me somewhere else, I will say I deserve to get paid more, and they des- decide to hold out. I will say the uh, – I don't know. I was, I, 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 we listen, this is the one thing. The last thing I'm going to say, the, the, the one thing we're all losing sight on here, we're all talking about JP, but what we need to be talking about is how we're not going to get our quarterback killed. Yeah. Who do you think the most important guy is on the bottom? Listen, Carson Wentz does not feel pressure well. He hasn't. Nope. And you want to, You just want to throw some stiff at right at left tackle right now and just hope that he works out because you don't want to pay Jason Peters an extra 3 or $4 million? It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It is. It's, yeah, it's an embarrassment to me. That's the only thing I could agree with you on here on this point, Tony, is because I've already said that I think Mylotta ends up week one, the starter at left Oof. tackle. And I know that. I, I, I wrote I'm scared, him man. Last, yeah, I wrote him off last year. But Carson Wentz is going to get crushed. Yeah, that's not good. Good thing no. he put that extra weight on <laughs> because he's going to need to take a lot of hits. You know, and, and it's, it's scary. But he put on the hubby you know, weight. That's what he put on. Like, like yeah. what's his name said earlier, you know, he's made over $100 million from this team. It's it's time to do the right thing for the team. Step up and just say, maybe you know, I'll said, do what's best for the team. Maybe it's just he it, wants it that all guaranteed. The $3 million and $3 million bonus or playing time bonus or whatever, maybe he wants it all guaranteed. It's – I'm not sure why they could do that. So, so, so hold on. So, let me ask you this, Phil. So, let's, let's talk about a different player. So we see many a times with the Eagles, they go to players and ask them to restructure yeah. their deals. Yep. So it's okay for the Eagles to go and do it, but it's not okay for the player. Right, but all this happens before the season starts, before training camp starts, before you report and start working with your teammates. That now says right. off-season stuff. Not this isn't off-season anymore. They we do are it. like nine days before game one. Well, because the, because the, the season was predicated on Andre Diller being the, the, the left tackle. True. Yeah, but and still so JP has gotten hurt. Injuries happen. People right. Yeah, look at my side. Betterment of the team. 
But I'll say, and I'll say, do you do you pay, now pay Matt Pryor because they originally had him, I think, as a guard or he, he's a swing guy? Do you pay him? No, one because you know what? He hasn't earned it. He hasn't earned it, he Jeff. Hasn't. He hasn't earned any. Matt Pryor ain't but earned still, shit. But still, you nothing. Know, but I say you still set a bad precedent that you give in, and I ultimately, like I precedent. said, like, like like I said before, they're gonna give in the Peters because the week one when Matt Pryor or uh, Jordan are out there uh, blocking Chase Young or uh, or uh, Ryan Kerrigan, they're gonna get destroyed out there. And like you said, Carson Wentz gonna end up on his back probably most of this game if they're out there, and it, probably mid game. I'm pretty sure Dougie P's like JP getting there at left tackle. We'll finalize the deal on Monday or something, but. It, it just it just sets a bad deal for JP. And I, I'll, I'll, ultimately, I lost a little bit of respect for him. I understand it's a business. I understand. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it, fellas. I know. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't get it. I don't know how you can lose respect for the guy. Because the guy, he's it, been playing here for 11 this seasons. Is he calls home, and he wants to hold the team it. hostage? But, all right. Listen, and, and I don't want to keep going because I, I don't want this to get stagnant. But, but, but okay. Phil, let me ask you this. You, you own a pizza shop. Yeah, yep. right. You're right. So you own a pizza shop, but somebody comes in and, and lowballs the hell out of you, right? They say they want to buy your business and they lowball you. Do you do you feel hurt by that? I'm not saying you got to take the deal, but but do you feel hurt by it because you build it up? If they've looked at all my numbers, yes, absolutely, yes. Okay, so you don't think Jason Peters when, when in the off season when they lowballed him, and I know no, we could talk about no other team want to be interested. That's fine, but still they lowballed him. So what do you think he's doing now? Right? What do you think he's doing now? Because he, he he was like, listen, I've built this I've built this reputation. I I have mastered my craft for so many years, and now all of a sudden you're saying we don't need you. Now they do need me. Now they do need more me. now than ever. But he knew that when he signed the contract. That's the only thing I'm going to say. And he I, probably did. And you know what? I've been talking about for years all over with my friends, on social media, everything, that before the season starts, people holding out for contracts or for renegotiations, I'm all for it. We talked about it on an earlier episode, Dalvin Cook wanting an extension. And I thought and he now. A renegotiation there. Well, hundred percent. Once you report to camp, once you report to camp, and once you agree to what you're doing for the season, I think that's where the line is drawn for me. Uh, listen, I'll give you that if we're talking about Matt Pryor. But when we're talking about a veteran and a Hall of Famer, okay. I, I, I don't, I can't. The thing is, but, but you can't pay a guy just for his worth for in the past. You have to value him now. And I'll say he has a little bit of leverage because they have. Jeff, it's like this. So if I'm working. You know, I'm working at um, a dealership. So if I'm working in the back and working as basically an advisor and doing, you know, little things and everything like that, and they say, okay, well, now we're going to move you up front and you're going to be one of the managers and everything, but we're still going to, we're going to only pay you, you know, we're going to pay you half of what the managers make, even though you've been you're doing it for eight, nine years and you know what you're doing. And it's basically, you know, it gets to a point where if it's if it's a different player, if it's a Matt Pryor, if it's a you know Jordan Mailata, if it's someone else that's doing something, that doesn't matter because they haven't done anything. They've only been in the year, they've been in the league a couple of years. But if it's Jason Peters, who's been in the league for how long, who's done what he's done for them for how long, you know, it's not like he's asking for twelve, thirteen million dollars. If it's a couple million dollars, it's really not that big of a deal. I'll say the Eagles just don't value older players. Look at Malcolm Jenkins. I'll say Jenkins, I'll say they moved on from him. He, he went a little bit of bump, but at his age, a guy that I'll say, I'll say he's done, he was their defensive leader. He was a guy that played pretty much 100% of their snaps. They let him walk. Because Another they, mistake. It was a huge mistake. Look at our safety situation right now. I'll say you have Jalen Mills, who uh, hasn't ever played the position. Will Parks is now out for the six weeks. You don't know who's going to be that big third safety, but the, the, I'll say the only I'll say the, what the Eagles ultimately what comes down to. I know we're bashing JP, and I like I said, I don't agree with the decision. And ultimately, this comes down to Howie Roseman for putting them in the position, not having the depth, not grooming players over the years through the draft, through free agency. The, the, if they were in the situation that come they wouldn't if they're put in this situation that they have a guy already there in place so i'll say it's it's somewhat the eagles brass's fault and howie roseman's fault again for uh not worrying not foreshadowing for the future of possible scenarios so. uh, listen you're 100 correct i mean this team hasn't drafted well in the last three or four years a 2007 draft class is a jo- uh, 2017 draft class is a joke yeah. i mean we, we know about that I mean, you're talking about city jones right city jones gonna be cut 
Sidney Jones, the guy we right, we, we could have had Alvin Kamar. Why do we need him? Let's draft Sidney Jones with a bum Achilles, and we can we we think we're the New England Gold Standard, or we can wait a year, and we don't need to. We can redshirt him, and we'll be okay. Now he doesn't even make the team. So listen, I completely agree with you, Jeff. I you know I agree with the Malcolm Jenkins point. I do one hundred percent, and I and I know we have swing players, but let let's not discount this last point that. I'm, I'm not saying you guys, but if you took a, a poll or a census over everyone, when they talked about Jason Peters being a right guard, everybody, 90% of the fans dismissed it. And they said it was a joke. Yep. He can't play the position. He can't learn a position at an older age. You think that was the same sentiments a little bit? For, for, for the, the, the brass of the Eagles when they gave him that deal? Yeah. Okay, you think that Jason Peters didn't hear that? So right now he's going to say, you know what? Oh, let's just say, you know what? I'm going to be left tackle now. No, no, man. He's proving you wrong already. But now he's right. He's proving you wrong already. And now you want him to move out to the position that you said he couldn't play anymore anyway. So, of course, he's going to do this, man. I Listen, I, I'm but, all about it. But, I love I love Jason Peters. But, and I'm going to I'm going to fight for JP every single day. I don't even care what happens. I stand with JP. But on the other on the flip side of your point is you I say the fans and also the media have been reporting that he has struggled in training camp at right guard. So ultimately, I'll say I don't see him having much leverage because it's either one of these things where, hey, if you don't want to move the left tackle and you're going to struggle at right guard, wh- why do we need you? I'll say if you're not going to take the contract that we give you. Or who knows? I don't think they're going to, but he could be a guy that could be uh, released. He's not like he's guaranteed that deal. They'll go with the same guys there you have now. Or plug in a guy here and there, which I'll, I'll see it's so again. hard right now because we, we really don't know what to believe. I mean, what I, I've been told that he's looked outstanding in camp. I told Andre Dillard looked like a human turnstile again. So, I mean, depending on who you listen to, we really don't know. It's a, it, you know, this, this, this abbreviated offseason has really threw us all for a loop of what we try to do. So, we so all we do, honestly, Jeff, is have to gauge by experience, and that's all I'm doing right now. And I just know that the last symbol of my quarterback was going into a tent with a concussion, yeah. okay, because somebody missed a block. JP. And all I'm saying is, right, yeah, but you have to look at the coverage. Why do you miss it, right? We, we don't, we, we always say that without breaking down game film. So you really don't know what the coverage was at that particular play. Yep. But all I know is I feel most comfortable with Jason Peters as my left tackle. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And I'm, I'm riding or dying with JP, not my prior. That's that. That's that's my final word. Or Jordan Mailata, or Jack Driscoll, or Prince Tango Onogo. Right. I don't want. I don't want those guys. Right. I want. I want the guy, the veteran there, to protect my quarterback. My investment. And it's one year. Exactly. We're not talking about a long-term deal. It's one year. No, that's absolutely totally one hundred percent right. No, I, get, I get a little animated, man. I'm sorry. Hey, love it. Hey, love thanks it. for jumping on here. You know? Yeah, I was up in my living room watching the Flyers, dude. I'm right down here. What is yeah, the update on the Flyers right now? Still, I think it's still tied. Still tied? But, oh, yeah, sorry. But, we kind of lost track on this whole Flyers game. Yeah. Right? I, was supposed, I was supposed to be providing updates throughout the show. Uh, that's all right. Go, it's a little side rail, man. You go, you go where the content is, and that's where the content right. was. Uh, but I'll say real quick, I'll say the uh, there is a little bit of uh, Eagles-related news in the NFL. Uh, they did announce this week, uh, Ron Rivera, that Dwayne Haskins will be the week one starter uh, for the Washington football team. So Philadelphia will be playing against him uh, week one in less than 10 days. Uh, and Nate Gary uh, ha- was asked about Dwayne Haskins earlier this week in regards to uh, Uh, preparing for Dwayne Haskins. Hey, Nate, Washington announced a few minutes ago that Dwayne Haskins is going to be their starting quarterback week one. Uh, The the game you played down there last year when he started against you, I guess what do you recall from his performance and and what goes into preparing for him? Um, I know last year he uh, made a lot of uh, pretty big conversions. I know he ran a speed option on us um, one time, and I think he took it to the house or he took it for a big gain. so we know he's mobile when it comes to him in the pocket and him out, to, out of the pocket. Um, you know, he didn't really have much experience going in uh, beginning of the year, but towards the end, you can see when you watch tape that uh, every game he got better when it came to, um, you know, making the right reads um, and like even throwing on the run even. So, uh, you know, we got our hands full when it comes to being prepared for him. 
Well, the Philadelphia Eagles fans don't have much hope in uh, or much to fear in Dwayne Haskins, but Nate Gary pretty much talked him up a little bit. So we'll, oh, wait, we'll, we'll wait and see how uh, uh, practice feels and uh, closer to game day uh, as the little, Eagles prepare for the Washington football team. That's just a li- little lip chatter. It's really nothing. Yeah, I know. I'll say, but I'll say he, he brought some good points. I'll say the first little bit test of uh, facing a mobile quarterback on the first game of the year. So it'll be interesting to see. But uh, we want to appreciate everyone hopping on with us. Tony, thank you for coming on uh, with some chatter. Everyone that tuned into the comments uh, for our All About the Birds live show. Uh, we'll be doing this again next Wednesday. Phil, Huge what? show. Big show. Big show. 9-15. The Super C 2020 season kickoff show. We're going to talk fantasy. We're going to talk the week one matchup against the Redskins, bets, gambling, everything. Everything breaking down week one of the NFL and, of course, the Eagles season. And uh, we'll have our uh, season predictions official that will be written down in my notebook in stone. So there's no going back once I write it down in my notebook. You on stone. <laughs> so all those things, you know, our MVP predictions, our Super Bowl predictions, it'll probably, this show, we're right around the hour mark right now. Yeah. Next week, Wednesday show will go much longer than an hour because we got a, well, a lot of predictions to do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Tony, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, yeah man, thanks for having me, fellas. Good job, like man. Just randomly jumping on our show on a whim like that. That's all right, man. Listen, man, you, you guys have me fired up that I keep your eyes not coming on. He's not coming on. He wants to get, like, I, I I had to. I just feel passionate sometimes. I just, I had to do it, man. It's all, all in the name of JP. Exactly. Awesome. But I'll say you can catch all about the birds. Uh, we'll also be like Phil said. We'll be doing uh, post game live reactions Sunday as the clock hits zero. So make sure to tune in. With ten days away is the Philadelphia Eagles uh, take on the Washington Football Team. All our coverage at atbirds.com. Uh, follow us all on Twitter at atbirds. Uh, Instagram atbirds. Myself on Twitter at Jeff Warner NFL. Johnny at Johnny U nine three two two. And Beard of Knowledge uh, f- for Phil Stifle. Uh, appreciate everyone coming on, tuning in. We'll. Be- T. Cotillo, 23 for Tony, uh, of course. No, and, and fellas, fellas, and seriously. And he his show Monday nights he always. His show is top-notch. I love his show. Thanks, Phil. I appreciate that. And keep up those videos, boys, man. man. That, I love oh, I, I love watching those old-school videos, man. I, I, I'm serious, man. You don't, you don't see that anywhere else, so I appreciate that. If you have any requests for a video, Johnny can find it for you, and Johnny can post it. I Anybody love it. Anybody that has a request for a video – he is yeah. the video master. Send him my way. We'll get it. We'll get it on there. Perfect. But I'll say, as we say here on All About the Birds, go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Do what you gotta do. Do it. Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? Yeah.